Hi, and welcome back to the Career Launch System. Today, we're discussing building your cash flow. This conversation is basically going to revolve around the concept of a database, basically creating it from the jump, cultivating it, maintaining it. Badger and I just had a few minutes to kind of talk about this beforehand, and I think he did a really good job kind of explaining what we were going to talk about. So I'm I'm definitely going to just pass the mic over to him because he'll do a way better job of explaining it than I will. <laughs> well, I don't know if I've done a very good job because it seems like it doesn't sink in with a lot with a lot of people. And it's probably one of the things that I did a good job on early in my career. So I remember I had a Macintosh SE computer. It would have been 1991. And Jim Ayer and Dick, and, uh, and I had a laser writer. The laser writer was like $1,500 back then. And now you can get one for about $300. So I know Jim Ayer and Dick Reinhardt are standing in my office and in the doorway of my office. And they go, and they're, they're great guys. And we're just kind of having fun with me. And they go, oh, it's computer boy sitting here on his computer. <laughs> also, I'm going to, first of all, I'm not a computer boy, right? But I told him, I said, hey, you guys wait. In five years, this is really going to mean something. Because I was like, I just had it for a database and some desktop publishing, right? Right. Print a letter. So I'll never forget it. Those guys were kind of making fun of me. And I told them, you wait in five years, this is going to be powerful. And so basically what it was, was a database. And the software platform back then was ACT. Some people might remember that or not. (laughs) And I think then Symantec maybe bought ACT. And it was on, then it got bought out, bought out, bought out. But anyhow, so basically it's a, it's a database. And we talk about this and talk about it and talk about it. And I think agents still kind of, a lot of agents struggle with it. And a lot of agents have definitely mastered this. And so what it is, I, I want to rename it instead of a database, almost call it a cash base. And it's building Basically, building your future cash flow is maintaining your list of contacts. So, and then we're going to tie this in also to how you rock and roll and do business. So, in the last podcast, we talked about unique ability and your own personal uniqueness and how you do business. People do will do business with you. First of all, back it up a little bit. People do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And I'll take that one step further, that they resonate with. So you're going to do business with people that you just get along with. They know you, they like you, they trust you. And for whatever quirky reason, they like you. And so when we go to market to those people in our cash base or database, we want to be ourselves. And we we don't want to be somebody else. We don't want to be generic. We don't want to be canned. We want you to be you. But you have to have somebody to market to. And those are all your relationships. And back to the ninja selling is your relationship. It's it's a relationship business. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. And you need to then continually stay in touch with those people in a way that's congruent with who you are and what your relationship was. So that's the global concept of it. But it's difficult to do that if you don't have them curated somewhere. So the database is just the place and you can use lots of different tools for that. We have a gentleman in the Midland office who keeps everything on Excel. He's an Excel spreadsheet guru and it (laughs) works for him. He does a great job with it. 
Now, Brian Gardner. And so that works for Brian. And he's he's doing serious, serious business. Then, but there's lots of other platforms. There's, you know, there's real estate specific platforms. And but basically you just need names, addresses, phone numbers, some notes, and you can make these as rich as or as complicated as you want, but just collect them and categorize them. So in Midland and in Bay City, we are both G Suite companies. So G Suite company just means we pay fees every month for the company and for all the agents to be on the G Suite platform, which is advertisement free and more secure and gives you all these tools. And it's just a super powerful platform if we use it. And it's fully integrated into the cloud. It's basically Gmail, but it's Gmail on steroids. So we want... We encourage everybody to use the G Suite and Google Contacts because it's free for the agents and it's just a powerful tool. It's extremely powerful. The one thing I love about Google Contacts, especially in our scenario, obviously me being an assistant to Badger, is if he's out on a a meeting or if he's just even out casually and runs into somebody, if he gets contact information and he puts it into his phone, it automatically syncs across all platforms. So the next day when he comes to me and says, hey, I ran into Robert Smith down at such and such, and he's interested in selling his building, I can go into the contacts. All the information's already in there. It's not like we have to you know, keep putting it into all these different areas. It, like Everything just syncs together. Your phone, my phone, each of our computers. If you go jump on a computer at a hotel somewhere on vacation, as soon as you sign in your account, you have everything at your fingertips. So I think that's really powerful, even from an agent standpoint, because you never know where you're going to be at and all of a sudden need to get that crucial information. Yeah, and it's just amazing. And and so you meet a builder at a property or a, a sewer cleaner or a roofer or a drywaller or a plumber, and all these names go in. Over And then you categorize them. Like I categorize people as just contractor if they're in the building trades type stuff. But then in the notes, I'll put plumber, I'll put a key word that might differentiate them if it's not in their name. And I'll try to capture business name. And the richness of that database next week might not mean anything to you, but a year from now, it might be a powerful name to have. As an example, you're at somebody's house and they've got a basement wall problem. Do you have anybody badger for basement walls? Yeah, let me pull this right up and here's Ben Hayes, you know. And so you have all that. But then more importantly, it's your past customers. So after two years, you had a bunch of transactions. And it's amazing the people that don't have their customers' names in there or they have their first name. It's This is Becky, and here's her cell phone number. Well, where does Becky live? Is she married? Does she, what's, you know, what's her dog's name? Is, does she drink beer, wine, or not drink at all? Or yeah. how, how rich do you choose to make that? And did you really love Becky and she's like super cool? Or do you never want to see Becky again? <laughs> you know, and so there's everybody in between. As time goes on, we just need to stay in touch with those people in some form or fashion. And there's a million, it's a whole nother conversation as to how to do that. In Ninja, they teach their science and art in that communication. So the science would be more technical stuff, which I call real estate stuff. So that's like what's going on in the marketplace, what's the average sale price, what's the average days on market, in this price range, it's this, this, and this. And so that would be more technical stuff or data-driven or even how to decorate. I call that technical stuff that's real estate specific. 
So that they call it, so that would be the science side of things. And the art side of things would be, hey, here's just a really cool quote that warmed my heart. Or I don't know, when I was early on, I had pictures of me and the kids, you know, just my son and I sledding down a hill and with some cheesy tagline on it or something, but trying to connect with people's hearts and just being yourself and people that like work with me, they know that I'm kind of heart forward and I like to do a lot of that stuff. So that's just how I would do it, but that might not be right for you or somebody else. So being the Colby and all the stuff we talked about in the last podcast gives you a better awareness of how you roll and how you roll is what attracts other people to you. And so you want to be yourself in your marketing without being, unless you're an idiot, then you don't want to be that person. So anyhow. <laughs> I think Melissa, uh, Melissa Becker in our office is probably the best example that I've seen um, live in in marketing to your database and and really honing in on what is your personality. When she first started, and she candidly had had this conversation with us that when she started with our company, she had been in real estate for several years and didn't have a database. And she was a little embarrassed about it at first because she was just like, I never even thought about it. But she was fortunate that early in her early years, she had worked for a broker who said, don't ever throw anything away. Don't ever throw away a piece of paper that has to do with real estate. So she was able to go back and pull names, pull contact information. And then one day in the, in the middle of the office, she, we just started having a kooky conversation about how we were going to do these crazy postcards. She wanted to do a postcard pretty much at every holiday. She wanted it to be very light and fun because that's just Melissa's personality. People know Melissa as a jokester. So we came up with just these ridiculous concepts for a Halloween and a Thanksgiving card. And as we started sending them out, she started getting feedback immediately. And Melissa's somebody who knew, who knew several thousands of people in the Bay City area. You know, she has a pretty predominant family. Her mom was a dance coach there for years. So she knew lots of people. So building that database wasn't hard. But once she started getting the stuff out there, people were just resonating with what she was putting out there. And she'd get calls from like the local mechanic she works on. And she's like, oh yeah, I put my, I put your postcard up on the wall every, every time I get it, man. They're hilarious. We love them. And what happened was they were keeping them, they're putting them on the refrigerator, they're remembering them. And then down the road, when all of a sudden a real estate issue popped up, the first thing they thought was Melissa Beckrow. And so now they're calling Melissa and asking them or referring them or in securing her help in their in their need. And it was all because, you know, of some kooky postcard that we sent on Thanksgiving where she's hanging on to a giant turkey. Like, and but that's Melissa's personality. And it's just what keeps you present and at the forefront of people's minds. Yeah, and another one is Cindy Gregory over there. Cindy is an amazing human being, an agent, exceptionally well-connected. And she, in a past life, she was a librarian. So different style personality. And, and she did more, I'd say, historical stuff on Bay County and things like that. And those were equally effective for Cindy. Right. So if Cindy sent out Melissa's stuff and Melissa sent out Cindy's stuff, probably wouldn't be nearly as effective. Right, right? exactly. And there's, it, so it's not right or wrong, but it's just being aware of yourself and being yourself. But having the list, the database, the future cash flow to do that. So what happens is, the goal in real estate, at some point in time, we need to make money to sustain ourselves in the business, right? And it's adding value to people's lives. And 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 that's that's at the end of the day, you want to have fun and, and build a career. So what does your future career look like? And I think if you're looking five years, 10 years down the road into a real estate career, 
you want business where you just come in the office and somebody left you a voicemail saying, hey, Badger, call me up. So-and-so told me to give you a call. I want to sell my house or my son's buying a house or something like that versus, oh, I need another lead. I need another lead. I need I need a Zillow lead. I need a Realtor.com lead. I need a Facebook lead. I need a LinkedIn lead. All these things and you get so scattered and you lose control of the business and you turn into a crazy person because you're not doing real estate anymore. You're managing this, this crack pellet mentality that chasing the stuff that may or may not be effective versus your best source of new business is your past business. And it's all those past relationships versus constantly trying to churn new relationships. Well, why don't we just focus and be really cool with the people that we already know, like, or they already know, like, and trust us. And so why don't we just go deep on that instead of trying to go into the crack pellet world of, it's not right or wrong, but I just, the agents that constantly need the new leads, need the new leads, need the new leads, it's hard for me to watch because it's so much easier doing it the other way, but it's a lot less glamorous. Right. I think it's important too, and I'm kind of glad that you you had steered a little bit this way. We had just recently had a conversation about an agent here in our Midland office. She's a newer agent that's coming in and she's struggling right now. She's kind of falling into that that trap of, you know, looking for leads and having them not come through. I'm going and showing houses to find out that people aren't even interested. They're just neighbors who wanted to see the house. And it can get very frustrating and it can, you know, take you down a dark spiral. And in the conversation, we started talking about databases. And I think a common misconception is that in order for me to have a database, I have to have past business. And the conversation that we had, we had discovered, I don't actually have to have those past business transactions. If I'm a brand new agent, coming into the industry, I still know people. And I think we have a a really good tool that came from Ninja that can help you build a database. It's going to ask you like 300 questions because it's like 20 pages long, but it's basically like, who cuts your hair? Who does your lawn? You know, what are the parents, like what are the parents that you talk to when you go to your kids' sporting events? You know so many people. And so if you can bring that list together, then all of a sudden your first step is just sending out a postcard or a note or something, something to let that person know, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing now. And if I can ever be of assistance to you, let me know. And then just keeping keeping on working that that database. And like you said, send them. I actually, I remember when we first started talking about this, when I first started at Air Reinhardt, Badger was talking about Facebook and he wasn't a big fan of Facebook at the time. I still don't think he's a huge fan of Facebook. But one thing I remember you saying was the, the thing you like about it is you can go on there and see all your friends list and see, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday or so-and-so has an anniversary. And all of a sudden it gives you that ability to say, now it's not just a canned postcard you're sending out for a holiday. I'm going to send this guy just a personal note saying, hey, I just saw, you know, you guys' 50th anniversary is coming up. Just wanted to say congratulations. And it's another way for you to touch that database or touch potential clients and have that personal aspect to it. And I think that those are things that new agents can do, even though you don't have a real estate history with this person, you can still establish yourself as a real estate person by sending a personal note, but putting your Air Reinhardt Bay return address on it. Have yeah. a have a note card that has that information on it. And now you can just write a regular note card, but they see your name, they associate it with real estate. And now again, it's just going to keep you on the forefront of their mind. A large part of it too is when Kelly talks about all these contacts you already have and everything, the, the fear 
that I used to have, and I, I still have it, is I don't want to be perceived as this pushy salesperson, right? And so you can. There's lots of ways you can do it nicely and softly with just yeah. being available. And eventually, like they know you're in real estate. Right. You know, after a little while, they know. And it usually takes a couple of years, and they know you're in real estate. So you don't even you don't even have to tell me you're in real estate. Just touch touch them and say hi. You know, you drove past their house. Hey, you're. Call them on your cell phone and say, hey, I just drove past your house. The flowers look great. Right. And, and sincerely, I mean, not BS kind of fabricated stuff, but sincere connection that is meaningful and rich where they're not getting that in a lot of different places right now. And I, I think a, a big thing right now with social media, all the distractions that we have in our daily lives, TVs, radios, all the social medias, we have emails, we have cell phones. I mean, it's everything is turning into wallpaper. So the deep, rich, personal relationships, sincere, honest, is gold right now. And it's very hard to do when you're working and busy. And if you do it right, you'll build a monster that is really hard to maintain because you can't main it's difficult to maintain all those relationships because you're so busy. And versus, hey, I made a Facebook post and I got 10 leads. Well, you, you can't even handle those leads after a while right. if you do it right. So, you know, you have to be cognizant of what's the long-term vision of your company? What type, what do you want your business to look like? And do you want it to be, I'm waiting for that realtor.com lead, or I'm waiting for my friend down the street to just, hey, my my daughter needs to buy a little house. Right. Can you help her? And I'd love to, absolutely. And if it's not a good fit, I can set you up with somebody else in the company, that it, you know, or vice versa, or 80 acres up in Northern Bay County that you don't know anything about. Well, I, I can't, but I have a teammate that's excellent at that. Right. Take care of them instead of, I don't know, it's just the e an easier way to do business than you know, leads, leads, leads. When you're early in your career, you need those leads. And there's ways to get them in the five businesses of real estate that we'll talk about at some point in time. Right. But and that's kind of the mindset with uh, building your cash flow. And building the cash flow is for the future is building your database and the richness of it. And then it's marketing to it in a way that's resonant with your audience. And who's your audience? People that know, like, and trust you because you're you. And so go be yourself. Don't be anybody else. Exactly. And then also just having that platform. And, and like Badger said in the beginning, you know, everybody has their their preference of what they use. I have always been an Outlook girl. It, it's I struggle, but I'm really seeing a lot of benefits, you know, being a Google company and just watching how everything transitions across all of that. You know, anything from, like I said, you put your contact information in, you're in your email, it easily pulls up. If you're on your phone and you need to send it to somebody, you can easily access it. You can pull information into your calendar. Like we, Badger and I live off of Google Calendar. Everything goes in there so that we can kind of organize our days and know where each one of us are going to be. So the, all that whole platform, I mean, everything you have, I mean, because you basically have everything at your database or at your fingertips. You have a, a word processor. You can still do Google Sheets, which is like a, their form of Excel that definitely has a little, some benefits over what I would say even Excel has. You, you could do slideshows. I mean, you could put together your entire marketing presentation and have everything in Google. And then the Google Drive, which Google Drive is probably the best thing that's ever been put out there. Because if you guys aren't using cloud 
storage software, it's it's revolutionary. Because again, I'm someone in this last year, we've gone through what, like two computers. So if all of a sudden my computer crashes, I don't have to worry about, oh, how am I going to get all this stuff off the hard drive? I have to transfer it over. Nope. I sign into the new computer, sign into my Google account, and it is all there. And again, like you're out traveling somewhere, you can jump on anybody's computer and get into your Google information and have everything at your fingertips. And that is incredibly powerful. Well, and on your telephone. Yes. So, and Kelly's right, Google Drive is technology that's been around for a long time. I think now it's just more widely adopted and there's lots of different platforms similar to it, but this is just easy to use once it's set up properly. Right. And the key is getting it set up properly and we have people in-house to do that for you or you can do it yourself if you're tech savvy. But basically, I could be somewhere and they lost their copy of closing numbers or something. They're They're in my Google Drive. I just open up the folder from my phone email it to them. They've got it right there from wherever. I I could be on the other side of the earth and get it to them. It's just powerful once you get used to it. Everything, photos, houses, everything. And it's like, you just get used to saving everything there. And it's Takes a little while at first, but after right. you get used to it, it's like, well, this is how did I ever not do this? <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's also worth noting Badger and I are both iPhone users, but still, I mean, I know a lot of there's a lot of Android users out there. Obviously, you guys are familiar with Google, but even on our iPhones, the, the Google platform still works pretty seamlessly. Uh, so we don't really have a lot of issues there. No, not at all. And so, yeah, I think a big thing with this for me is when we think of database that scares people away that are not tech savvy, well, think of it as cash flow bit cash flow base it's your future cash flow of your business capture them get names phone numbers addresses so you can send a postcard out or a nice letter or a market update letter or a merry christmas holiday letter whatever and you have the resources at your fingertips to send it out but without that it's really difficult to build your future cash flow i think at the end of the day if you're not tech savvy even having a Rolodex, a notebook, you yeah. know, index cards with this information on it is still puts you light years ahead of not having the information at all. Yeah, right. And I agree. And then there's a whole, we're not even getting into the whole other technology platforms that we have in the company. That's, we'll touch on those as time goes on. But I think the biggest thing for me in this is really thinking about your business <laughs> five and 10 years down the road and what do you want it to look like? And do you want to be chasing your tail for the rest of your life? Or do you want to, we call it in the, after you've been in the business a while, we call it retailing. So you're just getting phone calls for being you. The other thing I want to touch on real quick is I'll use Facebook as an example, but social media. Years ago, like three or four years ago, you could make a post on Facebook and it would, most people would see it. Now, if I make a Facebook post, I don't know who's going to see it. 10% of my people might see it. Right. And so I have no confidence in that platform from a marketing to my sphere of influence perspective because I have no clue who's going to see it. I could send out five posts and I could have one person, you know, I got 500 people basically that I market to. So as an example, I have 2,400 people roughly in my database. Of those, there's all my past customers, everything, and they get thinned out through the years. People pass on, they move away, you know, lots of things happen. The core group that I would send a postcard to is roughly 500 people. I can send a postcard out. I know it's going to go in 500 mailboxes. 
Right. Everybody's going to have to throw that thing out at least <laughs> and know I'm in business and keep my name in front of them at some level or a, or a letter or something like that, a, a calendar, a, whatever agents like to do. So I know that's going to see them. If I do a Facebook post that I spent all this time on, I don't know that five, 50 people might see it. Right. And what's interesting, the high net worth people that are really, really busy, a lot of them aren't even on any social media, especially business people. They don't see the stuff. They don't even see their own emails, a lot of them. And so how do you touch those people and stay in front? And a lot of times it's picking up the phone. It's seeing them at, at a social function. It's, so it's being, as Ninja says, uh, it's being in the flow. Right. So it's really thinking about how we connect and do we really connect on social media? I think it's all about finding the right balance and knowing that, like, and the way I look at it, me posting something on Facebook or sharing something on Facebook is a two second task that I can easily do and it reaches who it reaches, but you still have to, you can't, you can't focus on that. That can't be your only you know, point of attack. You need to still go after the mail. And, and I remember having conversations with Badger just about how when when you get something in the mail from somebody, because you because really, what do we get? We get junk mail. We get bills. We never really get substantially good feeling mail. So it's like when you get something, even though it could just be like a postcard, whatever it is, it kind of makes you feel good. So that's a good thing to get out there. And then also talking about just conversations. Uh, and I fall victim to this a lot. I grew up in the generation. I still kind of live in the generation where I like to send emails. Emails are just easy. I'm somebody who's had jobs in the past where I hated getting interrupted because it just kind of, you know, interrupts the day and, and causes some some issues. So I've always been an email person, but Badger's like, hey, pick up the phone and just call that person because you are continuing that relationship and building that relationship with somebody when you're talking to them on the phone that you can't do by just sending an email. So I think it's really finding the balance of just making sure you're touching everything on all platforms. And now you know you're doing everything that you possibly can to gain business out of this network of people that you've built for yourself. Right. And, and it's gaining business when they're ready, right? So you can't, hey, go, if you call them up, or, hey, go buy this house. That, that's ridiculous, right? Right. So people are ready to buy and sell in, in times that are right for them. So you hope when the time is right for them that they think of you and, and or the company or whatever, so or one of your teammates. But you want them to think of you in a positive way. You know, it's just having this mindset as you build your career to how do you want it to look? How do you roll? What's your modus operandi? Do people know, like, and trust you? And I tell you, I'm seeing it right now. I'm kind of slowly phasing out of retail sales and I'm not in the flow. I'm not out and about like I used to be. I have other obligations and commitments, and I'm not, I'm not out like I used to be. And I can definitely see the effects of that, and which is kind of okay because I'm shifting here. But being out in the flow is just critical. Seeing people, meeting people, walking down Main Street, going to the pub or the tea house, you know, coffee shop. And knowing that no action is too small. I remember when I first started, one of the first books I think Badger ever introduced me to was a book called The Go-Giver. And it was basically just the idea of this, this salesperson who met the like perfect client. It was going to be this huge deal for him. And the more time he spent with the client, he realized that his company really wasn't what this guy was looking for. And he knew 
somebody he should refer this guy to because he knew that he would be able to better help them. But he had to give up this huge potential commission in order to do it. And he and he wrestled around with the decision and in the end, you know, did refer him out. But at the end of the story, he ends up getting tons of referral business because why? Because this huge business person that he was talking to just greatly respected the fact that this guy took the time to say, hey, you know what? I could help you and I could do this for you, but this company over here can take this even farther than I could. And he just, he had his his best intentions, you know, or I'm what I'm trying to say, he he wanted this guy to succeed and he wanted him to get where he needed to go. So he gave him that path. And in the end, it came back and he ended up getting a ton of business off the guy from referrals. And I think that's important. So when you're out in the world, every person you encounter and every time you talk to somebody who might be on your sphere of influence, your actions would could cause that same kind of effect. If you're good to people, people are going to remember that and they're going to, you know, come back to you. I mean, it could be as simple as you saw somebody run out of gas and you helped them out and two years later they want you to sell their house. Yeah, and it's and it's explicitly not asking them for business. Right. <laughs> you know, business comes, it just comes, it comes and just go I tell people, just act the way your parents raised you, you know, try to return phone calls, show up on time, be nice. And it's amazing what can happen. Right. So, yeah, Cal, we should wrap this up. Yep. We could talk forever on this one. Exactly. So if this sounds good to you, if you're interested in more information, feel free to check us out on our website, arhousebay.com forward slash careers. Uh, there you'll find information, links to our other podcast, our upcoming video series. There's also contact information for Jim, Badger, and Melissa. Again, we always encourage everybody to reach out. It all starts with a conversation. All of our conversations are confidential. And until next time, build your database. Yeah, cash flow. Anyhow, just be good. Take care.